episode 37, The Hand You're Dealt. Join us at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between. The games we play with Brian and Chris. All right, and welcome back to The Games We Play, a podcast about board games, tabletop RPGs, but most importantly, the games we play. This is episode 37, and we have a special guest this week. We have Joe from the Deltand. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Joe. Thanks for coming on with us. Uh, really appreciate it. And by us, I mean me. Uh, Chris isn't here this week, unfortunately. Uh, he had a wrestling tournament mm. uh, uh, meet this this afternoon and evening. He actually had to leave work early today. So. Oh, goodness. Yep, so it's just me and you this week, but it should be fun. We got a lot to talk about. We mm-hmm. have, uh, we're we're going to talk about you and the Delt Hand and talk about board gaming in, in, in general. And then we're going to be talking about what's been on our table this week. We're going to bring back You Should Try segment. And we're going to be talking about gateway games, games that you should try maybe get into the hobby if you're looking to try some new games or you know even pull it out with your friends and family these are going to be great games to do that mm-hmm. and then we'll end with love and hate so joe uh you want to tell us a little about yourself so what like obviously you're big into this hobby right because mm. i mean that's what the <laughs> delta hand is which we'll talk about here in a second so what what like what started your path in in hobby gaming or where'd that start out for you uh Way back in the the dawn of time, uh, in the early mists, uh, I was but a. <laughs> You're wee- not that old. I, I, mean. <laughs> uh, I I didn't think I was, and then I started working bars a lot, and all of a sudden <laughs> I'm like, oh man, I got like a decade on these kids, easy. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, way back in my my youth, when I was a uh, uh, a wee boy scout, um, uh, some friends who were also uh, in the scouting program uh, were like, hey, we we play this card game called Magic the Gathering. Oh yeah, um, you should come play. Here, here, here's a deck. Come play with us, um, and that was really the beginning of the end. Um, but uh, from there, it turned into role playing games, uh, lots of Dungeons and Dragons, oh, yeah. and um, a lot of the early like White Wolf stuff, so vampire and werewolf. Okay. Those like yeah. So um, this was probably the early '90s. I'm suspecting. Uh, yeah, early '90s. Yep. Um, oh, and yeah. uh, then we just a lot of like role playing games, particularly. And then it wasn't really until college that I got heavy into board games. Um, but really, since then, it's been it's been a, a near constant. My my wife and I played a ton, um, and uh, we've been. Uh, uh, happy board gamers for quite a long time. So, oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, it seemed like RPG was so thriving. You know, even the early '90s and late mm-hmm. '80s. I mean, that kind of spawned. I mean, just so many things. Video games and culture just changed mm-hmm. because because of Dungeons Dragons and all those RPGs that were mm-hmm. flourishing. And it really wasn't like the golden era of board gaming hasn't been. I don't think until the last like 10, 15 years. Yeah, really. for sure, for sure. I mean, because like. Uh, I remember some of the, the my earliest board games. Like I really kind of got in the weird indie stuff. Was like um, when cheap was doing their like like paper copy stuff. Oh, uh, like and you print, buy, like, print and play type yeah, stuff. Yeah, like like so you'd have like uh, you know you'd buy like a ten dollar Manila envelope of Kill Doctor Lucky, and then the whole the whole pitch <laughs> with cheap was that you'd have to go in. Can I say cheap? I can bleep it out. Okay, all right. Uh, I mean, it's a brand name, but yeah. No, it um, is. Yeah, yeah. no, I know. Uh, So, but their whole pitch was that you would like buy their $10 game and then you would go raid Monopoly and you get all the pieces from Monopoly. Oh, they kind of set it up to use common games. Yep. And so, like, you'd have, you'd use all the components from a different game um, and then play that, like, just you tape together their, like, you know, like heavy cardstock board and cut out all the, like, the the money or whatever. And, like, they just made. You know, tons of games, and it's really funny because, like, uh, I have a copy of Kill Doctor Lucky that was their twenty and a half 
anniversary edition. Oh my! Um, which means I've been playing that game for two decades. Um, <laughs> which is another point of me feeling real old. But um, yeah, yeah, it's kind of funny because like that game has not aged well. Um, I actually haven't played it, but didn't they reprint it? Yeah, so they so they did that reprint a couple of years ago. Um, the the funny thing about that game is that it goes uh, there's a as a neat mechanic where you are um, your turn order is based off of who's most recent like who's like being interacted with with Doctor Lucky. So if he moves into your room, it's your turn again. Okay. Um, so there's things you could do to kind of like monopolize that and then uh, take several turns in a row. The fun. downside is is that I don't think any modern board game company would make a game where like you could go 20 minutes without taking Get, a turn. To play. Um, yeah. Like you'd just be sitting there real bored, be like, oh, it's going to be my turn. Oh, wait. And now I don't get to go again. Um, so that it's a nostalgia piece, but it's not a thing that I, I tend to bust out for folks new to the hobby because it's it has not aged real well. That sounds like a good like buddy drinking night where you just want to oh, bust each other a little bit. Oh, yeah. I mean, that uh, that game is like, I mean, the, the whole pitch is that you are um, – socialites who have been wronged or uh, you feel you've been wronged in some way by Dr. Lucky so you want to be the one who kills, kills him, him yeah. um, and so it's all about like okay I have to like get into a room with him where no one else has line of sight of me and then like I have to kill him in a very silly manner like oh this oh, is no. a very like this is a very <laughs> tight hat um, and then uh, it goes uh, and then people will play cards to keep you from being able to kill Dr. Lucky and so it uh, it goes on for a bit like that so it's very silly and um, I think a, a remake of that might involve a little less uh, like one person like just kind of dominating the game for 10 or 15 minutes at a time but yeah I could probably uh, see that but yeah. I still love it. That's awesome. So yeah, so that's what kind of start you into gaming. Yeah, you've been doing this a lot longer than I have. I've only been in the hobby what like uh, nine years now. Twenty twenty. Yeah. That wall behind you says, <laughs> says you've you've dove in hard. Yeah, a, a little bit. I mean, it was well, this, this wasn't even really until the last three years. To be honest, we moved to this house three years ago. I bought the two Calic shelves, uh, these five by fives. And I think I had like the top two shelves only filled when we moved in this house. So the rest, of that, <laughs> the rest of that is uh, the last three years. Um, yeah. Sorry, Emily. Uh, but <laughs> we, we had to put a line item in the budget for board games. Oh, that's so funny. Cause, I, cause I started I, a business instead. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I should have done, I guess. <laughs> Just spend that money. I'm for the business. Now I can just use it. it's for the podcast. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, but yeah, that's cool. Uh, so so let's move on. Let's talk about the let's talk about the dealt hand a little bit. Mm-hmm. So so listeners, we've talked about it on no on previous podcasts. We we have actually quite a few people in the Des Moines area, the the major area. Um, so tell us a little bit about the dealt hand and what kind of your philosophy is for uh, what you're trying to do with the dealt hand. So um uh real kind of short version of the history. So um. Uh, the dealt hand is my wife, Mary and I, uh, we're the owners. And so, um, we, uh, it's been a year and a half. Has it really been? Yeah. So like, like when we started was about a year and a half ago. Um, and, uh, in our relationship, um, I'm the, uh, the ideas person. Um, and she's the practical person. Mm. Um, and so normally I'm like, Oh, Hey, like, what about this harebrained scheme? And she goes, huh, that's a neat idea. And then like, there's like, they're like, huh, okay. Um, <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, whatever. And I move on. Um, and so uh, about a year and a half ago, I was like, hey, like we love going to Omaha to go to Spielbound. Um, we love playing board games. Like, wouldn't it be cool if Des Moines had one of those? Like, what if we did that? Um, and instead of her usual, like, huh, that's a neat idea. She was like, figure out how to do it. 
That's a that's a change. Uh, oh oh my! Yeah, like like I, I kind of paused there for a second. I looked at her, and she's like, "Yeah, you figure it out." Um, and so that started a uh, the process. Um, oh, cool! And so we uh, talked with a lot of folks, and we have some family who are small business owners, and um, kind of did some some spitballing. And really, like we are personally pretty like financially conservative folks. We don't like to take a lot of risk. Um, sure. And so you know, talking around, people are like, "Well." maybe what you should do are pop-ups, you know, test the market, mm -hmm. see what, what folks are into. And so that's really kind of where we started. And so we, um, uh, in the end, we're still aiming, I think, to do a permanent location, uh, a brick and mortar lounge space, coffee, beer, big game library. Um, uh, but in our process, we're, we, we're feeling like we're, we're less, focused on rushing towards that mm, um mm -hmm. we we want to make sure that when we do it we do it well and in the meantime you know we're finding lots of homes lots of partner businesses that mm -hmm. we're, we're pairing up with that are doing um you know really exciting really fun things uh and we're getting to a point where like as we continue to grow and expand maybe that opportunity will present itself sooner but we're not rushing towards it quite as much as we were before because we think that we can do uh, a lot of fun things and that gives us a lot more flexibility when we don't have the overhead of like you know oh yeah uh rent and employees, employees I need to pay. and yeah. taxes yeah <laughs> a lot of taxes um, so so that's kind of where we're still aiming at this point but um uh yeah so we're we're doing uh you know we do our regular pop-up events um uh we actually just today confirmed a, a fourth night a week that we're going to be doing um wow. with uh truman's uh pizza in the east village oh, cool. um and then um we're going to be uh we've got a couple other locations that we're talking with but uh, it'll be uh thursday uh wednesday thursday sunday and mondays oh, my word. um Wow. Which means I am actually going to be uh, uh, probably adding on some folks because I still need to be able to be home with my family Yeah, sometimes. I was going to say, I know we talked about this. You, you're setting aside days. You, I mean, you have to do administrative stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have a family as well on yep. top of that. That's, that's yeah. a lot to juggle, especially so, with the irregular schedule. Yeah. So, um, uh, but it's uh, been good and uh, people are responding really well. Um, the businesses we're partnering with really love us having there. It's a good vibe. Um, uh, the folks who have been coming to our events have been very uh, fun and uh, supportive of the businesses we're in. So it's been it's been really good. Um, and uh, in this next year, uh, our biggest things we're focusing are kind of like filling in the schedule, trying to get more days, mm -hmm. um, more daytime events. Uh, we've got some stuff coming up with some of the local libraries and some mm -hmm. uh, conventions and conferences that we're working with. Um, and then we're looking to also um, try to create some more premium gaming experiences. Oh. Um, so uh, I know you guys were uh, at our New Year's Eve party. Yeah. Um, and so uh, that was really a, uh, a real enlightening moment that there is a, a, a an interest in having some like fancy stuff. Um, so um, the 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 first one that we're working on, and we're going to hopefully uh, get all the details locked down here in the next couple of weeks, is we're going to do a party game event where Ooh. it's going to be uh, you come in, and the whole thought is that you come in and you're going to be assigned to new groups of people. So you're going to be meeting people throughout, playing through great party games. Oh, so yeah. it's uh, not just about um, playing the game, but it's also like making new friends because making new friends is hard. It, um, it is, especially uh, yeah, as an adult, it's really <laughs> adult things sucks uh and but games are fun and if you go into a uh, an event where the whole pitch is that 
like we're all here because we all want to play games, mm-hmm. you at least know you have one thing in common with every single person Absolutely. in this room. Absolutely. Um, and from there, it's really easy to kind of start connecting with folks and, and making sure. those con- real connections. No, that's awesome. Um, so, you, you, I mean, you obviously cater to a wide, wide audience. Uh, just out of curiosity, obviously in the last year and a half, you've been doing a lot of events. How much are you seeing uh, for like newer type gamers versus like more experienced hobby gamers that are just wanting another place to try and play games? I mean, our crowd is um, a lot of folks who are um, on the 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 newer end um we do oh, get cool. we, we do get some folks who are experienced like experienced or like you know, heavier enthusiasts um uh those folks seem to be less like they, they seem to find their communities a little bit better oh sure um yeah, yeah. uh are, are more willing to make compromises on the communities that they're they're in um but we are finding that like there are lots of folks who are the like target board game crowd um oh. who are like seeing board games in like mass retail locations um but don't have strong communities to connect with that oh, okay um, yeah and so those are the folks that we're connecting with um really well the people who are like oh i like these games or like i want to like more of these games how do i get into it um and so that's really where we're seeing the most success um and then um that and i think that partially comes from just the bar crowds that we're in um a lot mm-hmm. of like these well traffic locations people will come in and they go oh like oh you have katan i played that before well like okay <laughs> cool like that's that's a good starting point let's talk about you know any of the other 140 games i've got <laughs> have over you here met on the wall. these other cool games let me show you <laughs> um uh and it's always really fun to, to get someone who's kind of like i don't know and like you know that table of like six cool dudes who are like i don't know if i actually think this is good or not there's the one guy <laughs> at the table who's like no like we should play a real board game like don't don't grab cards uh, cards against humanity off of the bar wall like let's, yeah. let's see what this guy yeah. has and then i show them camel up um and then at the end of the night they're like <laughs> oh my god that was amazing it's like, such yeah, a good game it's such a good game like and, like and this is what we do um and so from there we can really kind of get folks in and um do some like find a good gateway and get them in and they're like oh this is amazing um uh, the other thing that we've seen a lot of are like couples that will come in and they'll be like oh we want to play a game together and then like they just tear through all of our great two-player games um (laughs) and like they're not necessarily interested in like like it's their date night so they don't want to like hang out and meet a whole bunch of other people they just want to like play some cool games and that's when i can start walking them through jaipur and patchwork and uh Oh my! My brain just blanked on me. Um, uh, all the other two, yeah, all the other, all the all, <laughs> all the, the other, other great two-player two player games that I can't immediately think of. Um, uh, it'll come to you yeah, later. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll blurt it out later, and you'll be like, "What's he talking about?" Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so those are the those are the folks we've really been connecting with. Oh, um, good. Um, uh, and then finding these folks who are like they've like they're niche hobbyists. So like I've got folks who are like, oh no, like I'm a really big board gamer, but like all they're doing are like the real like tactical like war gamey board games. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. and then I'm like, oh, like here's Splendor. And they're like, Holy cow, this game is amazing. Oh really? I'm like they're like, that's Oh yeah, funny. look, I've got the Fallout board game. And like that's the sort of stuff that I do. And I'm like, here's Splendor. I'm like, oh, like you've you've played this before, right? Like no, this is amazing. <laughs> um, and, and I'm like, 
cool. There's like, everybody's still learning all the time. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like I pretty much had sworn off roll rights until you introduced me to Gonshan Clever. Oh, so good. And now it's like one of the my favorite games. If I don't know if you're caught last week, I I gave uh, twice as clever a ten. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's so I, good. Uh, I uh, at Cardboard Caucus I picked it up. Um, but that was after I had already been up till like two o'clock in the morning the night before sure, and like sure. like it was the like i was just like oh my nope nope that's too much for me to process no, right now it is it it's, is it, it is it's a, it, a lot of game packed is. into that little box it um is. you're like oh what uh, Do like, I? oh no i'll just i'll just play the game sean you'll be interested i just added to our collection um welcome to dino world oh i'm, I'm blanking out i, I think quick. i saw the, it on the, facebook yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the, I got, I got, but you're making your own jurassic park yeah, that's yeah. a rolling right and i'm like oh yeah that's that's what i need like yeah. you can overload the power grid and your t-rex gets out and eat somebody <laughs> like yeah yeah that's what i need uh, yes you do that's what i was missing in my board gaming this week yeah that's no, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I was just curious about that because I, I, things flourishing and people keep talking about like the board game bubble that's happening. For for if you don't know, maybe there's there was like I think four thousand games published last year. I think yep. is what somebody found yep. on, on BGG. And then the year before was like three thousand, and the year mm-hmm. before was like fifteen hundred. It's just been it's been steadily going up, and so people are just wondering when's enough, right? Mm-hmm. What can the market? handled this and i i just think there's just been a boom in the last couple of years of just newer people mm-hmm. getting the hobby mm-hmm. because i don't know until five ten years ago to be honest it's it was settlers of Catan and ticket to ride were yeah. your your intro games there, gateway yeah. games there'd be a couple of things and it would be um you know like you're like oh i want to do like we get a new board game i'm gonna buy an expansion to settlers mm-hmm. like what's the most recent one for that like that was yeah, like all those yeah, up there yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely and so like you know, and they're like, I remember like, you know, there's the, I see you've got the, the Lord of the Rings co-op one yep. and like, but there was, it was just not a ton, but no. like, I, I, I don't think that there's a bubble. No, I, I don't think so. I think, I, I think the newest, the more new people are coming in, mm. I think it's enough to keep up with it. I know it's kind of crazy, but mm. I, you look at the games when we went to Origins and Gen Con this last year, the amount of games that were coming out mm. and were being hyped that were lighter games was sure. really surprising how many lighter games were just like going gangbusters at Gen Con. Well, I mean, one of the factors that we've taken into account as we're kind of been thinking about doing the hand stuff is like, I talk about the Target crowd. Um, if you walk into a Target, they have like 60, 80, 100 feet of games. Yeah. Um, unlike, you know, like part of me wants to be like, oh, some of that's like eh, kind of mass produced stuff. But like, you'll walk in there, I'm like, I don't see something. I'm like, I bought that game like two months ago because it was kind of edgy. And like all of a sudden I'm like, oh. This is mass market? This is mass market. So like Evolution is like, that's like an older game too. That's older super one, like, popular. All of a sudden, like, and like, bam, like all of a sudden like, yeah, that's a target. And I'm like, what? Um, and just like the, the <laughs> stuff that I kind of see going through there, I'm like, if Target, who has a much better grasp on what consumers are into than anybody else that we're talking to, um, if they're dedicating that much of their store to board games, yeah, there's not a bubble. Um, no, I mean, you no. look at like even I mean, like Barnes and Noble. From right oh, here, yeah. like Barnes and the gaming for Barnes and Nobles, uh, floating a huge percentage. Actually, Barnes and Noble. It's not necessarily books, which is kind of crazy. But mm-hmm. they have like rows and rows. They have some deep games. Mm-hmm. That I'm like, I've 
this is the only place I've ever seen it retail. Otherwise, you have to get online. It's yeah. crazy. I mean, or, and even like you look at like the uh, the the Kickstarter for Dark Tower that's going on right now. <laughs> yes, like, yes. Like that is not a bubble. Um, like, <laughs> like the the like, so you've got over two million dollars raised on that. Like, and like it's not like someone's chipping in twenty grand. I like, got a pop on that. Those no. are all small numbers. Like, there's a heavy enthusiast community that that wants this sort of stuff to happen, and I. And really, I think what we're seeing is that the quality of stuff that the industry yes. is putting out is meeting what Peter will actually looking for. I agree. Um, I agree. Uh, I've been uh, upgrading some of the like some of our storage stuff in, in our games, and I went through and like like my copy of Castles of Burgundy and like Puerto Rico and like uh, some of these great old classic games look like garbage they do um they do. <laughs> like not pretty. like like don't get me wrong like castle of burgundy is a great great it's a game, great great but, but i i haven't pl- i didn't play it until just like last year it, it was is on the show ugly as yeah, sin. Even um, the new version looks terrible. oh my god uh, i had a chance i i i had i had my hopes up oh uh, um, I, I actually prefer the first version it's yeah funny. yeah and i'm just like like all the like dry cardboard and like yeah like it's not just good games as good games done well they're yeah. aesthetically pleasing like they look good on the table um, and I, I think that really draws new people to, uh, it can really appeal to it for sure like it's, if it's supposed to be fun it's got to look like fun yeah um and like it, there's a certain amount of like there's a certain percentage of the population that's like gonna look past like crap aesthetics uh and be willing to, <laughs> I, I i don't have to play nice up uh, uh and go well you know what like this is a really fun game, and I'm gonna like everybody says this is really fun. I'm gonna give it a shot. Um, uh, I've reached a point in my life where like my free time is a premium. Yes, um, and like yes. if like it's not, it doesn't just have to be a really great game. It's got to look fun too. Oh yeah, um, and, and like my threshold is a little bit different because I'm a giant nerd. But I'm sure. still gonna like if I'm gonna have to pick between a couple of things, I'm gonna always pick the thing that looks fun as well. Yeah, yeah, and I love gimmicky stuff. I mean, that I I love that kind of stuff. But no, you're you're completely right. Could you imagine being like a teenager without a job? You know, like you're 13, 12, 13 years old, and and you had this. Like Ugh. I might I, when I was twelve, thirteen, I like I had like computer gaming and like Half Life was mm-hmm. was like huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was cutting edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just couldn't imagine like like this stuff. It, you could just oh man, you could just spend all summer just playing games with friends. I, my uh, I I kind of look at like like my girls. I'm like like there are like so like Hazel's like uh, Hazel's learning Splendor right now. Like oh. that's that's her new game that we're we're picking up. And I'm like you're you're six, <laughs> and you're learning what is probably one of my favorite light board games. Like I, I we had an extra copy of Carcassonne from a tournament that we did, and we dropped it off at her daycare, and like. All the kids in her room are like, "Oh, we're playing Carcassonne now." And I'm like, "You guys are six and seven, like, and you're like, like this is what you're starting with. It's not like that's awesome. Like when I was a kid, when it's like, all right, we're gonna play Monopoly, like, uh-huh. like oh, no, gross. like, like we're gonna start with like, and they've just got such like all the great Haba stuff. And I'm like, you're gonna start with this sort of stuff, and then yes. you're gonna be, you know, like, yes. you're gonna be like ten or twelve, and like diving into like these cool like heavier Euro games and doing all this sort of stuff that I'm like. That I'm just now wrapping my brain around, and like you're gonna be so wired for it that you're just gonna like, yeah, give me all the weird stuff. <laughs> give me all the weird stuff. <laughs> yeah, like look, look up Foundations of Rome. It's a new Kickstarter just came out this week. It's like all 3D like 
Roman mm. buildings. You're building the city collectively. It looks so cool. Oh, man. And it's by Emerson Matsuchi, who made the Century Games. Oh, I oh. absolutely love. Oh, and yeah. this game is being marketed as a family game and a game for everybody that's light but really strategic. It looks awesome. And it looks amazing oh, on the table. Man. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah. We're definitely going to back that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, I, I we talked a lot about uh, you. We talked a little bit about the dealt hand. And we talked a lot about the hobby. Uh, just quickly before we move on, any anything like you think is somebody's out there listening being like, yeah, you got me excited to play some games. Yeah, I played some Splendor. I played some Ticket to Ride. I played some Canton. I really like it. But I, I, it's kind of expensive to buy new games. It's kind of risky. You know, mm. it's like video games. You mm. buy a $60 game, you're like, eh, you know, yeah. it's so subjective. Like, mm. there's people that love the Witcher series. Mm. I, not for me. I don't think oh, they're fun. Oh, I, I just don't like open man. world games. Uh, you know what I mean? That's but fair. that's not my that's thing. Fair. Like, the Assassin's yeah. Creed games does nothing for me, but people love it. But I can read the reviews and people are like, I love it. And then I try it and it's like, well, I just feel like I wasted $60, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So it, it's kind of the same thing with video gaming. It's definitely more of an investment. I've, I've heard that a lot, especially, you know, more people are going to be going to Barnes and Noble, going mm. to the Targets, and it, you're going to be playing a little mm. more premium than probably mm. the rest of us buying on Miniature Market or Cool Stuff or Game Nerds mm. or Card Haas. Uh, so this is a really long question but my i guess ultimately my question is what what kind of advice do you have for somebody out there that's listening that does want to kind of try some more things get into it a little bit more but they don't necessarily have people or the games to do that i mean this seems like that's a really big like build up to plug what we do so the dealt hand um i mean that's the obvious answer uh we're we'll be stepping up to four days a week where you can come into a local business and play for free um uh, our whole pitch is that there's a lot of barriers to play. Um, yes. Uh, games are expensive. Yep. They can be time-consuming to learn. Um, finding people to play with can be hard. Yeah. Uh, and our events do all those things. Um, you can come in. We're going to pair you up with folks. I, I, you know, as we, I, Our regulars are always happy to play with new people. Um, we are set up that like I can teach you any of these new games. You can try out something, whether it's a, you know, a $20 kind of cheapy that you might see at Target or it's $150 game that you have to like special custom order and go this might be the best game I'll ever play in my life. Yeah. There's no way I would ever spend this money like uh, just to try it. Yep, just to try it. Yeah. Um and we can get you in you can try some stuff and the best thing is that if you try something and you don't like it just put it back in the box and grab something else. Um, Enjoy your beer. And just have, like, <laughs> like just pizza. tell me, like, I'll get you another beer stuff. Like, I'll get, you, I'll get you another game going. Like, I'll pack up the old game, like the other one for you, and just dive into something else. Like, there's no reason to like commit to two hours of a game that you're like, no, this is not my jam. Sure. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, that's the. F- that, that's the if you're in the Des Moines metro area, that's me. Um, <laughs> just just track us down. I promise it'll be a good time. Um, otherwise. Um, uh, uh, we are starting to work with a lot of libraries, um, mm-hmm. and a lot of libraries are looking to add games to their collections. Yeah. Um, and those spaces are going to have games um, that are going to be in decent shape. They're going to have uh, some mix of things that are available, whether that's like checking it out on site or uh, checking it out you can take home. Uh, that's the other spot that I would immediately lean towards just to kind of check that idea. sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It can just be so overwhelming getting into this hobby. We were talking about that off air. When I started getting into this, I was playing some of those hobby games at work. So I, I had a bottom, but I was playing all these. I'm like, this is super unique and interesting. We were playing games like Saboteur, which was so cool. Oh, yeah. That was neat. We were playing The Resistance. I'd never played a social deduction oh, game. Oh, we're man. playing The Resistance, mm. and uh, we're just playing like uh, Long Shot, which is a war 
horse racing. We're just playing all these games that are lighter, but a lot of fun. And I'm Mm. like, this is really cool. But I started watching like YouTube videos or podcasts. It is sometimes so overwhelming. Mm -hmm. I'm sure just listening to those first 20 minutes, there's games I just threw out or we threw out. They're like, what, what is this? What is this? It's so much. uh, It's just so much. It's very overwhelming. Uh, I found there's some really good Facebook groups, actually. Mm -hmm. Like if you're on social media, there's some really good Facebook groups out there um, where people like post suggestions. There's all different levels. Uh, The, the main one I'm, I'm not affiliated with it, but I really like it's called board game revolution. It has like 30,000, plus members on it and they're only like a year or two old uh, but they have people that that per, uh, do content there's conversation starters uh, and then Instagram it's such a great place mm-hmm. just to see games and hear people and there's all uh types and diversity of people there's people from from couples to the hardcore gamers to like uh there's just mm-hmm. so much variety on there so that's what I, I i suggest for sure board game instagram is a is a happy place oh um, it's so good i uh, love it like it's lots of good pictures and it's lots of like it's, it's all good energy and i love it there yeah it's it's so great so all right well that's uh that's about joe and and the dealt hand talking about board gaming uh just quick thing i wanted to check in with my gaming goal i didn't know if you had any did you have any gaming goals for the year that you said i know it's kind of a nerdy thing to do um but. I, I mean really i my oh, that's a weird question um <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh like really my my goal okay so my gaming goals are tied to to the business sure um, uh, it's a it's it's a convenient thing that I can tie one of my most favorite things into my employment. So that's that's nice. Oh, um, oh darn. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, my goal is to bring some weird stuff to Des Moines. Okay. Like, um, I want to do a mega game in Des Moines oh, by the end of the I year. I so want to do um, those. Like uh, two two rooms. Or what is it called? Like two rooms and a bomb. Or, uh, two rooms and a boom. Uh, or so boom. We, yeah. we're, we're probably gonna do that at the party game. Stuff um, like that. that like, no. Uh, I want to do Watch the Skies. I've never heard of that. <laughs> you oh. gotta look. Oh, you can't, gotta see, look. You can't right. see the look so, on Joe's face. So here. spoilers. Okay. Um, this is something that we're we're still the very early pages, uh, phases of planning. Um, uh, by the end of the year, I want to run Watch the Skies. Watch the Skies is a um, at least forty player game. Oh. Um, where you take on the role of various uh, countries around the world. Okay. Um, in a UN kind of type setting. Um. And then there's an alien invasion. Oh yes, okay, yes, yes. I know what you're talking um, about. So yeah. shut up and sit down. Did a thing about about Watch the Skies. Um, um, and then you're playing out like you're all these different nations with military forces and individual goals, and then they're players who are also the aliens who have their own goals who are trying to subvert <laughs> humanity. Um, and then like you play that out to see what happens. Um, and it's like an all day thing. Um, and so that's one of the things that I, I, and I think that like 40 is doable. I think that game will support up to 200. Um, yeah, they run them um, at like the gin cons, the, yeah, the so PGG I, I, cons. Also. So that's, so that's one of the things I want to do. Um, uh, I'm looking at uh, some other uh, some other stuff um, in terms of kind of trying to do some like uh, doing some like murder mystery type events. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, with uh, I found a variation that's a lot more role play and a lot less scripting. Oh, okay. um, which sounds really fun. Yeah. Um, and then. It gets even weirder from there, but I can't talk about that. <laughs> okay, yet. okay, uh, cool. No, just, that's exciting. Uh, there's a reason we look like a secret society. Um, <laughs> I mean, the the logo and the shirt looks like oh, it for sure. I have a shirt, so I'm a part of. I guess I'm a part of. <laughs> I've been indoctrinated. I guess. <laughs> no, that's really exciting. Uh, 
so my gaming goals are not as ambitious or fun, I guess. Uh, I, I'm at 27 games so far played. Uh, we are the 16th of January recording and at 27 games. So that's averaging more than one play a day. And then I've played 13 unique games. Ooh. So, so what's, what's your what's your big number? So my goal is 250 plays for the year and then 150 unique games. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to have to... <laughs> I think some plastic off of some stuff. <laughs> I know I'm gonna have to. I'm. I we cheat a couple times. We're like, oh man, we're tired. Emily and I working all day. Let's just play Gonsha Clover. Oh yeah, we haven't played that this year. Okay, perfect. Because <laughs> that's hard with the, the Instagram. It's hard. There's like a pressure to get unique games mm-hmm. and pictures, and so mm-hmm. we don't play a lot of games twice. But now with the goals, we're like, well, we have to do it for the goals. So. <laughs> <laughs> So that that's where I'm at. Uh, hopefully, everybody else keeping up with their goals. Uh, we did start Pandemic Legacy one, and then oh, next yeah. weekend uh, we're going over Andy and Emily's our uh, number one fan of the podcast, and we're starting Risk Legacy. Oh, so we're going to kick fun. that off. Yeah. So we, we already, I think Emily's already planned out dates. So we're, we're rotating. So like we get a babysitter and they get a babysitter, there and then go. we'll go and we'll play a few games at a night and. Uh, should have that one knocked out by the summer, I would think. At that rate, we I, I we got halfway through uh, Pandemic Legacy uh, season one with uh, a couple of friends of ours, um, and then we had kids. Yeah, um, that'll happen. Our kids are six. Uh- <laughs> It's all right. So, uh, so up until like last uh, few weeks ago when we played it, it had shrink on it, and um, that was from my birthday from four years ago. That some they they gave it to me. They're like, okay, we got to play. I'm like, yeah, let's do it, and nothing happened. Oh man, it's hard to do, but man, that game's so good. Oh, it's, it's There's a reason fun. it's number two. Yeah, uh, overall for sure. So, all right. Well, that was a very long intro and uh, interview. Uh, so let's go ahead and move on and talk about what's been on our table this week. All right, this week's What's on Her Table. Joe, what's been on your table this week? Uh, so uh, Mary has uh, realized that she actually really enjoys worker placement games. Oh, and I miss my cue. Oh, come on. Epic, Epic worker, worker placement. That was actually Everdale. Not not Everdell. Oh, it doesn't matter. I can't even pronounce the game. Whatever. <laughs> It's from Gen Con. It's supposed to be epic work. Okay, sorry. No, you're good. Uh, Sorry. So, um, uh, so she has realized uh, recently that she actually really, really enjoys those games. Oh yeah, they're so um, good. uh, And she. Uh, she has not played through as much of, the, of our collection as I have, so we're, really, ah. we're trying to like kind of shore up the gaps. And so those have been what that's a, been a category that we've been working through. And so um, her current favorite um, and one that she would go back to is Lords of Waterdeep. Oh, so um, good, super good. And we just picked up the expansion for it. I um, haven't played the expansion, um, so I'm waiting. Like we have a, a no expansion rule for the most part for the hand um, uh, j- for, for a legitimate reason, sure. which is that um, a gentleman, when you add an expansion, it adds in content and it's harder to teach. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, the exception is that any expansion that adds player count. Um, yeah. So, yeah. That so makes like sense. Adding, adding the sixth player to that game absolutely is worth it for us. And so the other stuff we'll, we'll, we'll play through as well, but like such a good one and it's really accessible. Um, on the other end of that, play Zolkin. Um, oh, I so want to play this. Oh, it is. Um, it looks so cool. I mean, the, I mean you know, I'm gimmicky. Mm. That whole like wheel that uh, rotates it, in the middle. It it, it 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 feels a lot more substantial than a gimmick. 
Um, like it? if because like it's the way that workers advance, and oh. so like it's a it's a mechanical solution to a a a, a game thing. And it's just like it's, it's like a big can, gear, right? Yeah, it's a big gear, and like so there's one big gear, and then there's four smaller gears that come off of it, and so like. Each turn, you advance the gear one, and if you do the action to uh, advance the, like, to be like, I'm going to take the first player token, you can choose to advance it twice. Oh, um, so you can kind of set up a... Yeah, and so you can, like, like or, like, move somebody past the thing so they have to spend more resources to take a particular action. Um, uh, Mary and I talk a lot about um, some games are, have, uh, are complex, so there's lots of, like meaningful decisions you have to make and there's lots of things going on sure and some games are complicated Mm -hmm. which means there's just so much stuff that it's hard to like figure out what your process is yes Um, yeah and uh like lords of waterdeep can be complex you've got to make like you've got that but it's but like your individual actions are pretty straightforward Mm -hmm. um zulkin is complicated um like there's lots of things you have to do and there's lots of bits to keep track of um i feel like that game needs a better uh player aid um but that said i want to go back to it like the the gear like the just that that whole piece seems really interesting and so i want to i want to go back and give that another visit um maybe with a more receptive other player or other players like she was bouncing off of it pretty hard pretty early um and so uh that's, that's I, okay i mean yeah, it's I mean, not yeah, for, for sure everybody. yeah yeah and that, i mean that's uh it was good to kind of test the boundaries and that was definitely the far end for her she's like it was fine i don't want to play it again i'm like okay that's fair that's fair <laughs> thank you for suffering through yep, yep. That's sure. that's shine of love, right? Yeah. Sign of love. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that show. Has she played Everdell? Uh, she has not. Well, no, we don't have that yet. Oh, dude, like that's probably my current favorite worker placement game. Ooh. Yeah, that's, that's super pretty too. It is super so, super pretty, and yeah. I I have the we backed the uh, Belfair and the other expansion, which be- adds another player. Mm. And the spire crest, which adds uh, 3D animals that oh, have yeah. saddles that your meeples ride. What? Yeah, oh. like they're, they're like they're a lot bigger, and they actually have saddles oh. you put on them, and they're different, bigger animals than your like your squirrels and your turtle and stuff. Oh, I love it. I oh, know, it's so dying. cool. Okay, but the meeples are cool. They're a bunch of like woodland creature meeples oh, and man. everything. Okay, uh, and just even even the base. We have the collector's edition, but even the base game, like the components, which I know is on your on your love, uh, just completely upgrades just base the components they're not wood but uh like cardboard pieces they're like actual wood pieces shaped as wood they're actual like Mm. rubber berries that like oh man that's nice and uh yeah it's it's really fun really unique because you only get like three workers to start the game you're like how am i supposed to do anything Mm -hmm. like every person i played with they're like well, how am I supposed to do this? But it's like you're building an engine with your city with the cards that allow you to get more actions and more resources and stretch those oh, those nice. workers. And then when you're out of workers, then you you go to the next season. And mm. so the next season on top of the tree gives you more workers per season. And oh. then they trigger things in your city and you can do extra stuff and then you get your workers back. Nice. But everybody can be in different seasons. Okay. It's super unique. And cool. so you're trying to stretch those seasons as long as possible to get the most actions out because you're just one one action one action one action one action which is really nice and the, and the and the placement there while there's a lot of actions it's not terribly mm-hmm. complex so mm-hmm. it's it's like an engine building worker placement which is just oh, the sweet spot for that me that sounds like that sounds like my plus jam. A, a a 3D tree if if everybody yeah. see go go google everdell and the the tree is probably about a foot tall 
and it's big. Oh, and man. it's not like the head of the board. It's so cool looking. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, okay. So Everdell, highly re- <laughs> highly recommend it. That's eye candy for sure. Um, that's not even uh, what's been on my table this week. I haven't played that game for a while, actually. Now I want to play again. But um, <laughs> <laughs> we actually been playing Aeon's End is around oh up there aeon's end it's a uh, deck builder game so think Mm. like dominion or something Mm -hmm. where the idea is there's cards out in the middle that you can purchase and put into your deck and then your deck it you customize it with cards and you can kind of get some cards that play off each other and have some synergy and you get stronger and stronger as the game goes on so that's like how i'd categorize a deck builder but in this game it's a cooperative deck builder Mm. so there's like a boss character in the middle and there's they're called nemesis and there's different nemesis in in the box and they all do completely unique things. And the idea here is you're playing these mages, and so there's these portal rifts at the top of your board, and you can only put spells in open rifts, and those spells is actually how you damage the bad guys. And so there's different types of cards. There's gems that give you the buying power to buy cards. You got your relics, which are items that, like, enhance your magic or enhance your drawing or enhance, you know, this and that, and then just spells, like... There, I think there's like a deck this big, okay. and I'm doing this. That that's this is great podcasting. Yep. It's a big deck of just spell cards, a lot of uniqueness, and uh, and the variable player cow- power. So it's it's really fun. It's hard. Like I, I don't know <laughs> if like Emily and I just haven't figured out. I played plenty of deck builders. Mm. Every time we we played this now twice, we like just getting raked over the coals like oh, just man. the whole time we're like what are we doing wrong like oh <laughs> it's hard but we won both so like oh. i think that's how okay. it's supposed to okay. feel uh <laughs> the win the game you can either kill them the nemesis which has 60 health or you can get through the nemesis deck and then kill all the minions okay the last time we played we we went through the whole deck and killed all the minions live <laughs> the win and still like half his life left like oh, it, the whole it's so stressful all these minions are coming out and they're all doing terrible bad things on their turn and like oh we we're just the whole time it felt like we we're just behind it like kind of felt like p- pandemic when you're always on the edge mm-hmm. and just every turn you're like oh, if we draw this we lose and you're like Whew. that that i mean that's just i think every like cooperative air quote good co-op game i agree feels like torture um uh, which is why most of those I can like I can never play like more than one game back to back because I'm going to get ulcers otherwise. Like, <laughs> um, like I love 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 um, uh, Spirit Island. Oh, I haven't played it, but I've heard so good things. It's about so it. good. It is so hard, and like it, that game is designed that the first half of that game you have to like it feels like you are going to lose and lose really badly and then finally like you start to around the corner and you figure out your synergies and stuff but like but that's what makes it feel good like oh yeah like you like you feel good yeah win um but dang uh yeah you you earn it um and so uh, (laughs) yeah i i like i love that but also like i have to be right in the right mood for those that sort of stuff because otherwise like like oh i don't want to I don't want to be stressed out for an hour and a half. Exactly. It's stressful. Exactly. It, it literally is stressful. Like you're sweating and you're mm-hmm. just like, oh, my word. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what I feel like my, my favorite game is, is Battlestar Galactica. That game is feels like you're getting raked over the coals. Plus, you have another player trying to stab you in the back secretly and you don't even know it <laughs> until it's too late. Um, but yeah, that's that, I, I agree. That's a great sign of a good cooperative game. Otherwise, it's not fun. Yeah. 
What's the point? But Aeon's in really, really good. Um, heard great things about it. It was well worth it. And Aeon's in's actually like $30. Oh, nice. And the box has tons of extra room, so you can buy the expansions and put them all in the box. Perfect. I appreciate that. And then I've heard Aeon's Legacy, which just came out this last year. So it's another Legacy-style game, mm. but it's a, it's in the same deck building, and it permanently changes from game to game. So oh, nice. I'm curious to see how that would play yeah. out. So anyway, that's what's been on my uh, my my table this week. Okay, this week's you should try our topic is gateway games. I know I think we've talked about gateway games before, but there's just nowadays there's just so many gateway mm-hmm. games and like good gateway games. Mm-hmm. Um, not like Ticket to Ride, but um, now I kid. I hate Ticket to Ride though. That game, it, just the I, base game. Like the Europeans mm. better where it adds like the tunnels and there's more options. But man, New York Ticket to Ride, New York is your answer. It probably it's thirty I, minutes. Yeah, that's probably good because like Ticket to Ride, <laughs> like some like the even when you play with more veteran players it almost gets worse like Mm -hmm. veteran players like turn two they're like and i got kansas city you're like you that's like the north and south for the whole midwest Uh like you're screwed if Mm -hmm. you if you happen to do that anyway yeah i could have a whole you shouldn't try uh no i'm just kidding (laughs) um no ticket ride's good it's a good gateway game it's just it's not for everybody uh so uh, for me this week, for you should try for a gateway game. Um, I put Dominion on it, so this is kind of in the same uh, line with Aeon's. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of thinking about deck building. Uh, to, Dominion was actually my first deck building game, and mm-hmm. I, I it's one of those things. You know, as we get older, I say we. Um, <laughs> as we get older, there's there's moments in your life that you can like picture like with crystal clarity. Like you could you remember where you're sitting and your surroundings. I know it sounds so dumb, but I can remember the first playthrough of Dominion. Like I, this was when like we're in our old house. You know, finances were tight. We didn't maybe bought one or two games a year, kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. and Dominion was a little pricey for for us. Um, and we got Dominion. I think Emily got it for my birthday, perhaps. And I've heard good things. So we got it out and wrapped out. I remember reading the rules, and I think um, she was getting Denver to bed or something like that. And we set up the base game. We started playing, and like a couple turns in, it was like, this is really good. Yeah. Like, this is really good. Oh, I've man. never experienced a board game like this because mm-hmm. that deck building is such... I mean, I love, um, obviously, engine building games. That's one of my favorite mechanics. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a card engine building game, essentially. Mm-hmm. And it was so good and i just i remember it with clarity playing mm-hmm. it the first time and just falling mm-hmm. in love with that game uh so that's that's my you should try for gateway games if you've never played a gateway uh if you've never played a deck builder dominion is the way to start like everybody's like well there's not theme you know don't listen to the elitist board gamers out there maybe there's not a whole lot of theme but guess what the mechanics are super solid mm-hmm. and and so much variety and you can play this game so many times, and mm-hmm. and 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 it's so different every time because it the, really the, is. The, your options are change all the time. Yeah, it's such a good deck builder. Uh, yes, there's a lot of dominions out. So if you're going right now and you're like, oh yeah, dominion, there's so many dominions out there. Base game's super good. Just start there. The, mm-hmm. it, like the expansions, like Seaside and Intrigue, those are those are pretty top notch. And I've heard even the newest one adds a lot of complexity. Is really good. And there's some eh, not so good ones I hear in the middle, but. Uh, base games really good mm-hmm. so highly highly suggest it so um that's dominion uh my uh, uh gateway game if you haven't played azul oh yes uh, um and there's now three of them uh, yes there is uh, i have uh we have the azul the the original and there's a stained glass of Sintra, which uh we also have in our collection which is good um 
Not uh, stained glass of Sinatra. Like. Yeah. <laughs> That's a totally different thing. Um, uh, I if I if I were to like borderline almost cold, I'd try to like do a fake Sinatra, but it's, Come I, I, yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but there's a new one that came out that um, I have yet to look into. But Summer Pavilion. Yeah, Summer Pavilion. Thank yep. you very much. Um, uh, and I was like, I probably don't need that because I was. You need uh, more Azul in your life. Yeah, I mean, like, I like uh, stained glass was was. Enough of a difference for us, but it's not enough. I would suggest for like the average, like you know, if you're only buying a couple of games a year, I wouldn't base like, game Azul's yeah. good enough. Um, uh, but uh, base Azul is hands down one of my favorite, like light, quick, easy to pick up, easy to teach. Um, components like, are really good. Yeah, Sorry to interrupt, but oh, components yeah, no, are so good. Yeah, I mean, that's that that's one of my requirements anymore. Like, it's got to be like something that I can go. All right, so like. Like you, you kind of set that bag of it's tiles like down thunk. and then make that like it's like that thunk and that rattle of like good plastic and like like oh oh and then you start laying the tiles out they're like oh those look really good they're like hefty. they feel like they yeah. feel good in your hand they look good on the board um like and it like the the way that like that drafting mechanism works like is is it's pretty unique yeah it's, it's like it, and like. That's one of the reasons I'm like, yes, stained glass is good because it still has that drafting mechanism. Yeah. And like, and it uh, employs it a different way. Um, but that drafting mechanism feels really good. Um, it's a, it's the sort of game that, like, one, like, after one round, you can kind of dive through pretty quickly and get into it. Oh, and yeah. So I, oh, yeah. I love that, that it's kind of easy to pick up, has some depth to it, though, um, without having to get too heavy into getting real thinky. There's wow. definitely some strategy to it. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like, oh, I'll just take this and okay, this is cool. But th- there's definitely interesting choices and st- mm-hmm. strategy being. Um, but I, I definitely, I haven't played Pavilion, but I, I definitely like Sintra better, to be completely honest. Oh, yeah. I think it just adds a little more complexity to it. Now, I, I do want to tell you, though, because you, you taught us how to play, and I've played it twice now at the mm-hmm. Dell and, um uh, you did teach us a rule wrong. Oh, what what I mess up? So, so you know when you you score one of the glass panes. Uh-huh. I don't. I mean, and and you're supposed to score everything to right. You said consecutive. Actually, it's any of them to the right. They don't have to be consecutive. Oh, which completely changes. Oh, it. Oh, for sure. It, it um, makes it a lot easier to get those bonus points. Actually, I, yes. Uh, allow me to hang my head in shame. I mean, you can <laughs> now. Granted, this was uh, this was at. Uh, 1210 on uh, New Year's uh, Day. And so uh, we were, I could have got it wrong, but you might want to check I, it out. I, I will, I, yeah. That's actually right. how we played it though. And it, it played it, yeah. a lot different because there was actually some strategy to get, hey, get some of the easy ones to the right and mm-hmm. then just tear through the first couple ones to get your bonuses for the squares. And then I was racking up like 10, 15 points mm. on those first couple ones by the end. Anyway, so, but no, Azul's great. Yeah. Great game. Uh, Summer Pavilion looks fabulous. And I'm yeah, the, hearing... the components, like, it looks really pretty. So I have to do a little bit more research to see if that's, we'll just complete the trifecta or not. And I mean, it's BGG. I mean, you know, the new, the cult of the new, but even the reviews on the new one uh, are higher than the base one. Oh, really? Yeah. So anyway, yeah, definitely check out Azul. Great family game. I mean, just a fabulous family game if you're looking mm. to, get some more of these games for the family it's it's almost impossible to go around with as well mm-hmm. so all right well cool that's uh you should try this week okay this week's love and hate and you know what I, I always feel weird when i bring new guests on and talk about love hey can you give me your hate because uh, i don't necessarily like say i hate stuff but it just 
Love and dislike just doesn't sound good. So how to go with love and hate, just throw that out there. Anyway, my love this week is Empires of the North. So Ooh. Emily got me that for Christmas. It is an Imperial Settlers game, but it's a standalone. So if those, uh, if you ever heard of Imperial Settlers, it's been out for quite a few years. Mm. It's by Portal Games, and it's it's kind of a card game. Uh, it's well it is a card game but it's engine building and so you're building you have a civilization so you might be like the barbarians and you might be i don't remember off the ones off the top of my head but they're like ancient civilizations yeah, like the, the romans and, and, and Ro- the romans yeah. yeah stuff like that and so they're all each each civilization gets their own deck of cards which are all unique so like the barbarian <laughs> <laughs> there we go sorry it came back to me i told you <laughs> That is a great two-player game. Yeah. That's like a really good like chess-like game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's definitely a different uh, like. It's almost like Onitama, like that kind of feel of like it's it's cat and mouse. Mm-hmm. Um, some mm-hmm. it's it's not for everybody, but the people who do like that oh, kind of gameplay, yeah. it is fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, Santorini. <laughs> I was like, what Santorini had yeah. to do with uh, no. one of the civilizations? Yeah. That's a new one. Because you said you said Rome, and it made me think of Greece, and then I thought oh, of Santorini. Yeah. That's that's how my brain works. Yeah, there um, we go. All those connection points in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, you have different civilizations, and they're all unique, and some are like good about like producing food or fighting people and that kind of stuff. So, uh, kind of isometric uh, a gameplay, but it's a really it's a pretty good game. A little older, but there's a lot of different expansions and stuff like that. Well, they remade the Empires of North, which is, again, an Imperial Settler, so it kind of has the same feel, but they redid the mechanics, and a lot of the things that didn't like Imperial Settlers, they fixed in this. So things oh. like, like uh, when you're producing, you have to use all your resources on your turn because at the very end on the cleanup phase, you lose all your resources. Nice. Which is kind of, that's Imperial Settlers. Yeah. It's just like, well, that's kind of annoying. Yeah. Like you're trying to build up this machine, yeah, like, but the only way to like save them is build up these storages, but you sometimes don't get the storage cards. Yeah. Anyway, it's kind of kind of weird. But in this game, it's like, no, you get to keep everything. We're like, sweet. Uh, and then there's like this explore track. So you have some extra actions you can do. Uh, you have two pawns and they can move and you can spin stuff. There's things like you can uh, produce your stuff. So that's how you produce in this game. You don't just automatically produce. You can um, uh, set sail because this is all about exploring kind of like Vikings. And so there's like a ship sailing and there's these cards for islands. They're like near islands and far islands. You have to spend some resources when you ship. And then when you do that, you can either pillage it which there's on one side of the card gives you like one-time resources or ones you can capture and then those are actually new action cards that go into your civilization and then you have your deck that you're building buildings again just big engine building but they're all like themed and so the cards already the decks are kind of synergized together and so you kind of have to figure out what you're supposed to do with that civilization and they all play very uniquely which is really cool the the imperial sellers felt so slow getting going it's mm-hmm. like uh oh, can we just get this engine going and by the end it's like okay well i don't really care i just want this game to be over i mean it was okay but in empires of the north like i think it was like my fifth turn i had like all these cards out. i had my, oh. i just had this engine going i'm like well i tap this to get this resource and this resource and then i tap this to spend that resource i just got from that card to give me all these victory points to do this and do this and do this and it's just like it gets it going it gets it going fast you're just getting victory points left and right and it just felt really good really easy to play so like i'd rather have teach somebody empire of the north even though there's that like extra ship stuff mm-hmm. that you have to do 
because it's so much easier to get going. It's so much. It's pretty obvious what you do. Mm-hmm. You don't have a whole mm-hmm. lot of options because in in Imperial Settlers you have like a handful of cards and you're like, well, I can only build two of these this turn. And this, I was like building my whole hand every oh, time, nice. or nice. trying to get to where I could build my whole hand the whole time because I was setting up those those things anyway. Anyway, uh, I really like it. Empires of North. If you, if you're interested in Imperial Settlers or played Imperial Settlers and you, th- you thought it was fun, or maybe you're tired of Imperial Settlers, Empires of North is just so good. It's still the same kind of flavor and mood to it, but just ratchet it up uh that much more so that's my love this week is empire it's a technically imperial sellers empires of the north so uh i am a sucker for games that look good on the table what um yeah <laughs> i think um, we've talked about this we, is a theme we, we've had a couple times yeah, yeah um uh but like uh part of what uh especially with what, what the hand is doing um being out in these spaces and like playing games in public um one of my favorite things is when someone walks past and they like they slow down as they walk past the table yeah. and they're like, Oh, what's that? Um and so whether that's come, come, come. Like, whether that's camel up with the pop up uh uh pyramid with up, the dice. Like, like so there's, there's like the there's a pop up oasis and then there's the pyramid with the dice and like just the all that camel stuff. stacking yeah, on top of yeah, each yeah, other. Um, it's just goofy. Or um you talk about like uh uh Dragon Castle. Um, which oh, has yeah. uh, like it's, it's those mahjong tiles that are just like f- like they, they click they're nice and heavy they look really pretty um, uh, or um, I'm tr- I mean looking, even looking, like Azul like, yeah, Azul um, you talk about uh, uh, I mean but even stuff like, uh, like like we just added Century Spice Road and like so so, such a good game but like it looks like the artwork on the cards is like it's it's great looking cards those uh, the the spices have a nice feel to them. There's the metal coins in there. Yeah, um, base game comes with metal coins. Fantastic. Like, yes, please. Um, uh, or uh, Raiders of the North. Um, oh yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Raiders of the Sea. Um, like again, metal coins. Like the the like all the bits feel really good. Um, and it, like it's bright and it's colorful and it looks really good on the table. Um. Uh, I'm a sucker for any of that sort of stuff. And then when all those things are also a great game, like... Win-win. Yes, please. So uh, you've backed uh, Return to the Dark Tower? (laughs) Um, (laughs) I am so close to doing that, even though it breaks one of my core rules. What's Um, what's your core rule? um, I'm not backing Kickstarters right now with hand money. Uh, Oh, fair enough. Mostly because... you know, that's a couple hundred bucks that's tied up. Oh, into it's a, expensive. Uh, and it's not going to come out to a whole nother yeah, year. Yeah, I got at least a year out. Um, uh, And I'm not a brick and mortar, so I can't do their $50 like brick and mortar backing. And like, I, cause I, I, I buy four copies because I could like sell them as a retailer and sell the other copies. No problem. But like, I don't think I'd pass to I pass a test yet. So, um, <laughs> So, so I'm just going to drool over it a little bit. Um, so and, I have 18 and, days left. Yeah, we'll see. Um, it's not like it's it's not like it's not going to happen. So I don't. Uh, we'll we'll get it when we get it. Um, I don't catch all of them. You know, we we did do the uh, the backing of um, uh, the the uh, card remake of Fiasco. Hmm. No, I you didn't see that. You don't. Are you familiar with Fiasco? No, I'm not. Oh, here we go. I feel like all I'm right. being shamed here. Uh, no, no. So Fiasco is. Uh, Closer to a role-playing game than a card game. Oh, like okay. A, That's like pro- a, um, that may be probably why I have it. Um, it's a Coen Brothers movie as a game. 
Really? Yeah. It's it's a game about dumb people making bad decisions and the terrible things that happen to them. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, and it is glorious. Um, and so like the original version had a combination of like charts that you would kind of roll off of, and you'd have some like you know cards you put like you'd, like you know like index cards you write stuff on between you and stuff. Um, and like it worked really well, and it did a, it was a great game. Um, but it was like. If you were okay with that sort of stuff, it was fine. But like, it was not a, the sort of thing that like someone who was like inexperienced with that sort of stuff would kind of stumble into easily. Sure. Even sure. though it was really, really good. Sure. Um, they just redid all of it. Um, so it's all card based, and so it's like literally like you have oh. your base deck, which is like this is how you like this is the stuff to play the game, and then you'd be like, okay, so I have the like. Teenagers at the Mall expansion, and it's just a pack of cards that goes in the big box that you pull out, and like you deal out like here's names and here's plot points and here's things you're fighting over or whatever, <laughs> and so like it's all just card based, and you deal everything out, and the cards sit between you, and then you just play through a couple of scenes and play positive or negative things, and then you do some light math at the end, more pluses or more minuses, and then you tell you narrate the outcome. Um, so we ran the print and play version of this at Cardboard Caucus. Uh-huh. Um, that game holds up so well, and the, the card-based version is so good. Um, Interesting. They just ran my card because they're about to start shipping everything out, and I am so yes. excited because that game is so good. Um, <laughs> interesting. I'll, um, I'll look for that. That, yeah. that sounds interesting. Oh, man, it's so good. That's. It sounds like a great game where people are kind of in just kind of a goofy-type mood. Or oh, yeah. Like, like it, a late-night mm-hmm. convention-type thing. Yeah, or it's, like, and it's like it's collaborative storytelling, so you're riffing off of each other and like kind of like building on the themes that you're building and up. And then you and build inside jokes that then oh, you refer yeah. to later and just oh, becomes... It, oh, yeah, so good. Those and games like, just require certain personalities, though, for uh, sure. Because like, you, you can't just have a bunch of, hey, let's, let's go play it at, at Grandma and Grandpa's house. Because, yeah. like, no, you, you have to have the personalities to get I, into that kind of thing. I ran a game that was like a son and his parents and um the mom ended up murdering everyone <laughs> um and it was amazing um like 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 there was a, there was some definite like some uh, some weird family th- dynamics happening in the background but the story was really good because she was like uh, like like avenging like a like a scorned lover avenging herself and so she murdered the, her ex in a very oh, awful boy. way but it was hilarious because that's, that's what the game is like it's all about like these like people making really terrible decisions and it being really funny because you're watching it from the outside um and like i was like like half cringe half like crying to tears like oh, it was no. so good <laughs> No, that sounds really interesting. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, we kind of talked this off air. Foundations of Rome. Mm. Uh, uh, I mean, that kind of fits your, that, hey, bling, bling on the table, oh, but accessible. Man. I I I have to look at that because so that if, sounds real good. For those who don't know, it's, it's, a, it's a game that uh, on Kickstarter just came out this week. So when you're hearing it, you'll probably have about 15, 14 days left. Uh, but essentially, it's a it's a city building game in rome and so each player has their own board with their their actual 3d buildings that are like an inch tall and there's ones that are really big and smaller and they're all different sizes and it's like kind of a, a, there's a grid and there um basically there's cards out there on your turn you can you can buy one of the cards and it has kind of like the century where uh you can pit, you can buy any of them but it's steeper cost as you go to the right and then whenever you buy everything slides in right mm. uh and and that those are plots of land so you can buy the plots of land because there's a grid on the middle board and then when uh you can then spend money to build your buildings on your plots of land and so you're building up this 
the city of Rome and like you start with small buildings by the end of the game there's huge buildings and then you get like bonuses and so there's different types of buildings and so you'll score uh, points for if, if they're next like certain buildings are next to populous or capital buildings that's there's combos so you're you're trying to build next to your either in the other players to try to get bonuses off of their buildings and they're trying to build next to yours to get bonuses and it looks really cool really I mean pretty simple you buy plots of land you build your stuff and that's basically the choices you're making on your turn there's some cards that you can play that change stuff and that that's basically about it but it looks really cool look it's by Emerson Matsuchi who made the century games which are just phenomenal games I love the century games and the really neat thing is the box it, it it's a it's a big box as yeah. you imagine there's actual plastic trays built into so it's more of a uh, like a cube is the box but it's a big plastic cube where they pull out like a toolbox yes there's trays that pull out and then all the buildings go into them perfectly and they oh, slide back man. in and the actual box the cardboard box is really just a giant sleeve that goes over this plastic cube and this is basically the game Ooh. and i think the base game is 90 bucks and then I think for 125 or 150, you get uh, the expansion, and then it comes with, I think it comes with real coins, like metal coins, and then it comes with all the stretch goals. The base 91 doesn't get stretch goals. Mm. I, I guess some people are like, well, that's kind of weird. But the idea is that the base one is 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 engineered for only the base game to fit in it, and then if you're going to do the other one, you're going to have to have special solution mm. there there's no way to fit the stretch goals into the base one Makes if you sense. don't get the expansion box so anyway uh yeah and, and you can even buy for five dollars to add on a metal statue first player statue and it's like <laughs> it's like the thinker it's like the thinker yeah yes. no. <laughs> oh yes and there's a thousand dollar version of this the thousand dollar gets you literally everything and then you, all your miniatures are hand painted by vernon from the dice tower yeah, oh, it, that's weird. Man. I've never seen that, but that, I mean, that's a thousand. Yeah. But I mean, that's, that's a lot of time for him. The, the oh, yeah, because sure. there's a lot of plastic. Oh, in this yeah, game. I can only imagine. Anyway, that. that fits your hey, bling bling and oh, easy to man. play. But oh, uh, man. yeah, uh, and, and oath. oh, I'm, I, we should do this in the outro. I, I don't care. I'll, I'll just cut this in for like Kickstarter stuff. And then oath came out this year. Have you seen oath? I oh, oath is also on my. Uh. So for uh, people who don't know, Root, we've talked about Root. Uh, it's by Leader Games. Uh, their first game was like a Vast Crystal Caverns, which was supposed to be a pretty game. game. I haven't played it. Have you played that game? I have not played it. I heard in the fifth player, there, there's a fifth player, and the fifth player plays the cave. So the, oh. if you play four players, player, players, and it's like you're stuck in, like there's a cave, it's a dragon, you're trying to steal stuff or something like that. But the fifth player takes on the cave and can like the cave moves and stuff and you can like kill the players and win i don't know i've heard it's really funny anyway neither here there but i heard it's really cool has that same aesthetics as root like that artwork which is fantastic oh, yeah. uh i'm gonna call it Corey because he doesn't say the art's interesting but he's wrong and uh root's really fun so same guy same mm. like artwork it's mm. called oath and so in this game it's they, they're calling it legacy gameplay or it's a legacy game without a legacy style or campaign yeah i yeah, I've been reading a little bit about it where it's almost more like you're doing like building like a like a historical narrative um yes and i'm like that is 
a thousand percent my personal jam like yes please it'd be um, hard for the delta hand. yeah yeah it, 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 that legacy stuff doesn't fit in with what we're doing currently and it's um, not even a real legacy though like you don't rip up anything you're not changing stuff out mm-hmm. the idea here though and it's not campaign so there's not like a storyline where you're going through no hey there's some new stuff introduced mm-hmm. the idea is you play through it and whoever wins becomes like the like rules the kingdom and so then the next game that comes out well the person who won is now the central part of the board for their kingdom and then all the outliers which it has variable player powers depending on who's in and it changes you know who you play mm-hmm. and what your objectives are and I, the mat's like a neoprene mat i believe how it comes out and then everything's modular so all the cards and everything just go on it, and that's how the game and they brag that it can set up in three minutes i guess I, yeah and I, I guess the storage has a special storage where it saves the game progress i, oh, I and they're there's... talking about all this i'm like but this how but it sounds really cool in theory um, and, and like there's not a lot of people i'd be like yeah i trust you to pull that off but like root is such a well-designed game it really is like a, a, and so well balanced and so like like based off of that precedent alone i'm like yeah i'm gonna probably figure out a way to wedge that in somewhere i think that's like that's, 92 i was showing emily like we're in bed i'm like hey emily guess all the kickstarter showing this one she's like oh and she's like oh another one i'm like yeah and then, oh another one she's like we have to have a conversation about what we're buying <laughs> buying because i really want return the dark tower oh, oh man but, and I, I i'm gonna go the 225 route, oh, let's be honest i mean if you're yeah if you're gonna it's do all it, nothing, do right it. yeah yeah so anyway chris, chris was texting with me today and he he uh he backed the 225 no and way. i'm like hey did you check out foundation he's like no and he texted me like well, it looks awesome so i'm sure he he's gonna back that too. yeah you gotta have some if there's one person who picked it up you can probably hold off on having multiple back it because there's yeah. no reason like yeah. four people tie up their money to it if it's not sure. gonna come out for another year sure um and then uh star realms deluxe did you see that oh it's a kickstarter only where it's a big box with t- pretty much all the star realm stuff oh, in it man i that's, and it's like it's only like 40 50 bucks that's that's real tempting because like i i play personally play so much star realms because the app is so good yeah um uh and it's such a tight little two-player game it's so good um, but it includes the co-op stuff in there and it adds some exclusive stuff you can't get in and they said it's going to be a kickstarter only and it's just it's for like basically big fans of star realms that wants a big box and all the stuff uh mm. but it's new stuff that you can't get in the other packs and stuff oh, and they're not it, they said it's not coming to retail but it includes the player mat for like the oh. gameplay and oh. includes the co-op new co-op cards i don't know if you played frontiers that added co-op mm-hmm. it adds more of that plus the two-player uh, all right I'm gonna add it to my star list. realms deluxe i think it's called <laughs> okay. so yeah, yeah. Anyway. I, all right so okay. that was our loves for that, that kicks- was an expensive <laughs> that was Kickstarter news. That was an expensive. Uh, that was an expensive segment uh, yeah. for both of us, I think. <laughs> so our hate. Uh, so uh, Joe, what was your hate? Negativity. Ha! Nailed it. Um, uh, I am uh, the the thing that I have been um, finding of late for me, uh, especially kind of doing this and being in a, a space where like the number of people who are like, well, you know, like I don't know if I can handle that or. I don't know if that's going to really be my thing. Um, uh, and maybe maybe it's negativity and maybe it's um, uh, risk aversion or, like, unwillingness to try new things. Oh, um, huh. And, like, uh, the number of people who are like, I don't know if I'm going to like that and then do it and then go, oh, that was really good. Um, sure. Uh, 
I can only say, listen, folks, I'm a professional. Uh, <laughs> so many times uh, before before people like how to laugh at me, but like um, that should the, be your name tag or a sticker oh, and a shirt now well, or I, a pin. I, I mean, like uh, it's uh, it's one of my favorite conversations. It's like it's like what do you do? And I'm like this, and they're like. What do you mean this? I'm like, well, this is this is what I do. Like, I, I do these events and I host games and I, I teach people how to play and like, I hang out in bars and restaurants and stuff. And they're like, that can be a real job. I'm like, well, I'm trying. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, the the thing that um, and I think the what has brought this into uh, into kind of uh, relief is that like the folks that I've have had have been like, oh, we'll try something who then turn into like our diehards and who are like our, our regulars. And so like folks who are like older who um, haven't done a lot of this and like really have no exposure to like modern board gaming. Like, sure. like they played like the classic family games, yeah. but like even like your Catan and stuff, they're like, what? I don't know. But like, um, like my father-in-law who is really like dove in hard to this um, since we started doing this because he came out once because he wanted to be supportive and sure. now he's like oh this is this is my jam. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, or like just other older couples who have come out to do stuff and like they'll go like I don't know to like yeah. Um, That's so and, cool. I and, love that. That's so good. And, and so getting folks who are like I'm like listen like I'm teaching kids how to play like more sophisticated games. I've got folks who are like new to board gaming in general who are trying some like pretty sophisticated stuff don't tell me you don't think you can handle it. I wouldn't recommend it if, if, if it wasn't your thing. Like, I think you're going to like this. And if you don't, we'll find another thing. Like, like, sure. like, like just like be willing to jump into and try something and, and don't, don't hold it against yourself. Don't think that, you know, like, so maybe, maybe it's not negativity and it's like pessimism or like self doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I think people are all capable of a lot more than they think they are. Yeah, um, and, I, agree. I agree. And especially um, when you get, and I maybe part of it just comes into those like bad experiences the folks have had, where like you, you get that yeah. like the number of people who's like first real like modern board game is Catan, and I go, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, oh, board game elite is here. I, I mean, uh, it, it's uh, it's much better than Monopoly. I'd argue. I'm, it's a low bar. Um, uh, I mean, there, there's a reason why there's dust. I haven't played that in nine yeah, years. Yeah, I mean, so and so this is this is. And I'll, I'll 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 add some context. Um, um, uh, Catan is a terrible game to introduce someone to modern board gaming with because it's so slow up front. Um, S- slow and luck dependent, mm-hmm. and uh, it's one of those games that like you're the, before the game's even set up, you could have lost the game by a bad decision. Yep. And so there's there's just so many things, and like you can do a lot of stuff, and like part of that turns into your whole experience is dependent on the person who's teaching you that game. Yeah. Um. And nine times out of ten, that person who's teaching you that game is also playing that game, and so they're going to be making decisions that are beneficial to them, unless they're being, you know, more generous than a lot of folks are tending to be. Um. Uh. And so that's just like that's just like there's a lot of reasons that I'm like, oh, that's that's not great. Um. Uh. As an aside, um, I got to play the reprinted uh, Starfarers of Catan. Yeah, um, I heard. Which was, uh, the original Starfarers was my first, like, major board game purchase. Oh, okay. Um, uh, and I forgot how much, or maybe it's just the remake because I haven't touched my copy in a long time. Um, but, like, they do a lot of stuff in that game where, like, you're getting a lot of additional resources based off of low victory points. Um, and so, like, 
I would almost teach someone Starfarers before I would do Settlers because you're getting in, you're able to do stuff sooner. Um, and it's not as luck dependent. Like, the, like this still has that same like 2D6 like generation stuff, but like you're getting stuff early so you can still do stuff even if you don't roll well. Sure. Um, and you don't have those rounds where like, well, we rolled seven, so we're going to pass that one card around again. And like, <laughs> that's all that's going to happen. Um, Stupid robber. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Part of it might be that just those bad experiences folks have had initially, but then also just like being willing to take some risks and like trying some new stuff and trusting yourself to be uh, good enough to play something that might be a little intimidating. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because some yeah. of those games can look like, oh, there's oh, yeah, a lot sure. here. For sure. Uh, like, like even take like we're getting a little meatier, but he would take like scythe. You look mm. at scythe and you're like, Oh boy. But really when it comes down to it, like a lot of the Stonemeyer games is you have one thing to do on your turn mm-hmm. and all the actions you can take are really small. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, I get to move. Mm-hmm. Oh, I get to get resources. Mm-hmm. Oh, I get to build something or I get to do these. These are all single actions that you could take on your turn, which all together feels like a lot, but mm. on their own are super simple. And so it and, and and they're laid out in such a way that like once like it doesn't take a whole lot to get what that visual language is. And once you've got it, like that player mat tells you everything you need to know. Exactly. Um, yep. And like, oh, and so that that comes back to like if you're that first playthrough, like who's shepherding you through that game? Like are they yeah. gonna like take the time to make sure you get there? Are they gonna help you make yeah. those initial decisions? Makes a big um, deal. Yeah, yeah. The problem with Catan, you're right. It's really super slow. It says something about when it came out almost 20 years ago that mm-hmm. it was like probably one of the best Euro games. Mm-hmm. That tells you about Euro games. Oh yeah, just and we're and like what's, what's happening in the evolved? industry now? Like we talked about because we talked about uh, Kill Doctor Lucky and how that's another game that like there are decisions that were made in that game that we, no one would make that that decision now. No one would figure out how to like like how do we tweak this cool idea and make it not suck if you're not the player who's getting that right now. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, and I, I think Catan kind of does that. I, I think it gets away with it. Like they haven't re- they haven't messed with it because at this point it's kind of like a staple yeah, you're for like, some oh, people. It, it, it's a classic. You can't touch the classics. Yeah. And- it's okay. I mean, if you're going to play, uh, if you want, I think what makes Catan, for example, really approachable and fun or fun, I think, to newer people is this idea that it is a little engine buildy, right? But mm-hmm. the whole like... Y- it makes sense when you roll the dice that that number correlates mm-hmm. with your city and mm-hmm. you get that resource that number's on. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That's mm-hmm. not hard to teach, mm-hmm. but it's so unique that you've never yeah. seen it in any mass market game ever. For sure. Um, Catan tends to be the like fifth or sixth game I'll, I'll bring someone to. Like So like I'll start with, like I don't know, like Carcassonne um, or something like that where like, the action hits immediately, and you're doing that sort of stuff. Like we might do Machi Koro, like where he introduces I mean, a little that's bit that, of that. That's that number roll, mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, but and then, but like, Katana isn't bad. It's just not a good first game. Yeah, um, and it and, really the, your your play experience is really going to be dependent on who you play with. Because mm-hmm. I play sure. my brother-in-law, like he didn't he played not to win the game, just wanted to screw you out. So he's just uh, building roads all over the place, blocking everybody. Those and then, people suck. Yeah, so it's one of those games that that can do that, where like nobody's trading, and and then yeah, yeah, it's it. I'm not. Yeah, I'm gonna sell the copy. Uh, but yeah, there's there's. <laughs> There's better Euro games. I mean, that, I mean, that's where worker placement started. That's that was your classic worker place or sure. classic Euro game. And when you hear Euro game, you're thinking, oh, this ugly game that has no theme, but you have stuff like 
victory points. You know, victory points that we all know now, like victory points came mm. from Euro games. For sure. Resource cubes and allocation came from pickup and delivery yep. came from Euro games. And you just see it's such a melding of it. Like the fact that we were talking about Elverd- Everdale being such a beautiful and cool game with experience and engine building, but worker placement. Yeah. That, like even five years ago, there was no such thing no, in Euro yeah. gaming. I mean, that, worker placement like that for sure. I mean, Lords of Waterdeep going full circle. You talked about yeah. that as on your table. Uh, that was like your your like the modern starting modern uh, Euro game that actually had had flavor. Oh, it was worker placement in D and D world mm-hmm. like this is really cool. You got some worker yeah. placement with some theme and feeling to it. And that was like the gold standard back in oh, the day. Man. That was yeah. like one of my first worker placement games. It was so good, yeah. but strategy and complexity. Mm. Um, but I mean, Lords of water deep is really good game, but like, honestly, like Everdell blows it out of the water, but it's not Lords. That's just the, that's mm. show, showing how much things are evolving. And oh, so, sure. and so when people are saying, yeah, I played settlers, it's like, whoa, that's like a, almost a 20 year old. I think it came out in 2001. I think so. Yeah. It's almost a 20 year old game. Now, I mean, when we were growing up, you know what 20 year old games were, were like the seventies and eighties, right? Like those were like not good games. The even on game. Oh, well, I mean, uh, I guess, I guess like hero quest and stuff came out. There. Uh, yeah, I mean, hero quest is dope though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway we're getting way off topic guys right. i'm just i'm uh yeah so you know that, that no i agree negativity like in yours was on uncertainty but even negativity uh you know maybe i'll i don't i don't really like my hate uh uh but my my i'll just say my hate you 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 kind of reinforce like the actual negativity there's like even we're talking about a lot of new people coming in I, there's some like gamer gamers out there like the hardcore hobby gamers there's like a they're so elitist oh yeah and so while i suggest the board game revolution there's a couple of them and one of the people who actually run it just anytime stonemeyer is brought up it is just negative 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 i can't believe anybody would like scythe it's a such or tapestry such unbiased game or or like yeah stonemeyer i don't get why all the diehards i can't say anything because i'm gonna get trashed because i i don't like their games like but they're like talking oh it's unbalanced they need to take more time play testing he's a great marketer no play testing no play testing play testing it's like dude just shut up like people are like i don't get scythe there's so many people like scythe sucks it's like Scythe is a really good Scythe game. Is great, yeah. I mean, but like, is it maybe your expectations and your game flavor maybe doesn't mm-hmm. align with that game? That doesn't mean a game's bad just because what you like. I don't RPG. I don't particularly find RPGs enjoyable unless there's like a theme that really grasps me. I don't enjoy RPGing, but mm. that doesn't mean that They're bad like D and D is a stupid game and it's overrated. <laughs> no. <laughs> Like, I might say that, but that's that's a whole other conversation. No, but you know but what yeah, I mean. No, but like, like, yeah. uh, but but exactly. I mean, like, uh, it's not a a net sum thing. Like, people are allowed to like things that are different than the things that you like, and the world is big enough that it doesn't hurt us. Exactly. Um, yeah, like, yeah. I may not like X, and you may not like Y. That doesn't mean we can't allow both of those things to exist. No, it's so weird. And it's like we kind of come back to that talking about that bubble. It's not. That's not a bubble. We're getting more people into the market. We're getting more people buying games. 
you so maybe you don't like what Stonemeyer does. Maybe Stonemeyer isn't deep enough for you. Maybe you want another thing out of Stonemeyer. Buy a different company then. Yeah, like that's fine. Why? Why I, you like they've have to have no life. Like any like there's so many threads and it's just so general. Be like, hey, uh, what was your favorite game this year? And like the same people like. The minute somebody's like, yeah, I tried Scythe, I loved it. And they're like, I can't believe Scythe, can't believe Scythe. You know, it's like, dude, get a life. Like, yeah. Dave spent all the time here on Facebook just trying to get everybody down. Everybody can like what they like. That's fine. Internet dudes suck. Yeah, yeah. It's just interesting, though. Like, it, there's there's a sect in this board gaming hobby. It's just, like, so crazy. It, it, yeah, it's just internet dudes. They all suck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> come at me. Um uh joe roth at uh, no sugar uh just kidding so anyway i'll do that as my uh my negative just i guess it's the haters or negativity it's just mm-hmm. like hey let's just let everybody try something it's not yeah. a be if don't get somebody down because they like a game you don't like unless it's monopoly i mean come on don't yuck someone else's yum yeah except for unless it's yeah, monopoly. monopoly i think it's land. justified yeah. I think I think Monopoly is justified. I think in a previous week I said that uh, Monopoly is probably worse for board gaming hobby than better. The only reason I said that, the reason I said that is because it kind of comes back to what you're kind of talking about. Catan is some people's only impression of board mm-hmm. gaming is Monopoly, and I've never heard one person ever talk about Monopoly in a positive way. Yeah, being it's like, like oh, it's yeah, always yeah. like somebody threw. Yeah, my yep. sister throws the board. Uh-huh. I you know, get yep. mad and like. Yep. Um, and and even but some of the people that defended be like, well, as long as you play by the rules, it's like you can get it under hour. I'm like, but it's not fun, and you still yeah. people are gonna feel feel miserable. I mean, the game wasn't designed to be fun. I know it wasn't. <laughs> it was like a propaganda <laughs> thing about capitalism. Uh, that's the whole purpose yeah. of the game. It wasn't uh, even designed to be fun. Yeah. And and so I think, like I said, I think it just it gives people more of a bad impression about board gaming. Hmm. L- let's say like in 15 years. Uh, let's say Monopoly was around, which that'll never happen because it just is a money maker. But um, let's say the first impression of somebody's board gaming is mainly Azul. Can you imagine what board oh gaming man. would be if Azul yeah. was their yeah. first, or even like something like Drop In mm. or something like that? That that my that my girls like first big games are going to be like Carcassonne and yeah. Splendor, yeah, and like are all those like super cool Haba games that are like like. They might never play Monopoly. Yeah. What a blessed life. (laughs) 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 Yeah, they don't they they don't remember wanting to punch their sister or their sibling in the in the face. With better reasons. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no kidding. (laughs) So anyway, uh that that was my hate, uh, a big tangent. I'll I'll splice this up to make sense or it'll just no whatever. It's all good. So anyway, that's our love and uh hate this week. All right, well, that uh, that about wraps up this episode. Kind of a long one, but Joe had a lot of fun. appreciate you being on. Uh, Absolutely. It's been a good time. Yeah, it has been a lot of fun. I just love talking about board games and just yeah. uh, even hearing different perspectives. And, I mean, you're around a lot more people playing games and introducing, so I just... Yeah, it's kind of fun to hear how uh, you've seen people interact and come and go, and mm-hmm. and I'm I assume the more you expand and get more people in, I think uh, it, it'll get even more interesting. It, it, it's re- this this whole process has been really uh, exciting because uh, it's reminding me how much I love people because people 
are never predictable. Um, and like, <laughs> uh, it's the same sort of stuff. Like that I loved about role playing games is where like you try to plan, and then really what happens best is like you just plan enough that you let your your, your group do whatever they're going to go do because it's it, always yeah. going to be so much better than what you come up with. Sure. Um, but being able to uh, meet people and have conversations and to have someone who I think is going to be one type of person suddenly turn around and be like, oh yeah, and by the way, like I'm also way into the super heavy stuff, and I'll be like mind blown and it's great um uh people are, are awesome and the more i get out there like the more it's obvious that like so much like i mean it's it's human nature to love play like it's just yeah. that, that's just what people want um and people aren't getting play people aren't getting mm-hmm. games in the way that they like you know like and i i'm not a ludite let's be super clear here like i'm not like anti-tech um but like the games i play on my phone are monetized um yeah which means they're putting the fun behind like gates and at least um, you think it's fun until you buy it and it's not as yep satisfying like, as you I, thought and, it and was they're, and they're they're so tuned and like not every game is like this but so much of what sure. people are playing is like it's so finely calculated to try to put just enough fun out there to, to hit you with another monetized bit um uh and it's almost like that gambling like they know oh, like yeah. They, yeah. You know, i mean there's there's st- they know like how to feed that just to keep you wanting more and not getting it I, and board games are a one-time hit and they're all the yeah. funds right there and like uh, that's really great to be able to like sit down and like oh like we can just do this, and we can just have all the fun we want, and like at no point is a pop up ad going to come or is anything <laughs> like that. Like it's just ooh, hey, I don't give anybody developers <laughs> ideas here. Oh my god, <laughs> I can just see these app driven ones. Like no, I'm just oh, oh, halfway through Mansions of Madness, like a hey, like a, far, State Farm is on your side. Oh. No, <laughs> Let the old ones take us then. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, when that happens, I'm done with board yeah. gaming. Just put it. No, uh, no. Yeah, I, th- I think definitely technology has something to do with it. Uh, just like sitting around the TV, people have their cell phone. Again, yeah, I'm not. I'm a huge tech guy. I mean, I mean, like, yeah. have, have you seen this basement? Yeah, uh, I'm a I'm a big tech guy, but at the same time, I, you know, I've shared this on the podcast before. Since doing these goals, and Emily's getting a lot more into it. Uh, we've been playing way more games than we watching TV. We've had way more time like together in the evenings playing mm-hmm. games. Um, I've 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 hung out with some friends this last year more than I ever hung out with them before because it always felt like oh I'm too busy and too busy with this or too busy with this. But when you really look at my life, my commitment, especially before the podcast, there was not that many commitments. Obviously, work takes up a lot mm. of energy, and I wasn't getting that kind of refill mm-hmm. and. Uh, sometimes for me, because I'm more of an introvert, I uh, like you know more stay at home. Mm-hmm. But I've hung out with more friends as we've been doing more board gaming, and I think that's uh, that's pretty universal. I think a lot of people have isolated themselves because of the social media, because of the TV and technology. And I mean, love it or not, about millennials, uh, the, a lot of millennials are hard workers. I mean, mm-hmm. they throw themselves at it and they put a lot of focus and energy. I'm I'm one of those people, and and sometimes uh, it's it's easy just to get caught up in that and not take the time away and get caught up with the social media, sitting on TikTok for two hours and realize it's bedtime already, that kind of thing. <laughs> not I'm not saying that that was just hypothetical. That's yeah, never that, happened. That was a very ever. hypothetical. I bet. Um, um, not specific whatsoever. Uh, but you get my point. I think that's sure. happening a lot. And mm-hmm. and and so having this kind of opportunity with a tell hand, they have that kind of environment. Be like, well, it's not a. Uh, no offense to the fan, the local friendly game store. Um, 
I, I think it's propaganda that they threw the F in there all the time. Uh, anyway, it's neither here or there, but th- there's definitely a type of people there, and it's not necessarily open. Like, mm-hmm. my parents wouldn't want to go there. A lot of my friends are getting, they wouldn't even step foot in a game mm-hmm. store. My wife wouldn't step foot in a game store. Um, nothing wrong with them, but you can't, like, the, the walk in there and want to play Azul, like, not yeah. going to happen. No. Um, I mean, so, uh, so yeah, there's, there's kind of two things that we hit. So, like, one, loneliness is an epidemic, um, and, and, and technology um, doesn't fix that. No. Um, uh, Which it, is kind of ironic. I mean, you're yeah. at, you're at fingertip you, from you could text somebody literally halfway across. You could call somebody at any moment. But if anything, if you feel more isolated, yeah. It, it, so like it, it's a tool, but tools aren't friends. No. Um, uh, and so that's one part of it. Um, uh, and so being able to create spaces where like we say we said it earlier like adulting is hard like going out and meeting people is hard especially um, nowadays uh like yeah. and like being able to be in a space where like and like we do a lot of tap rooms and so like there is a alcohol bit that ties into some of our stuff but also like it's not a requirement um no. and, and to like the the biggest thing for people is like oh if i'm going to go out i have to go out and drink and like well, then your thing is drinking, um, <laughs> but those tab rooms aren't like bars. No, yeah, and so like the the spaces we're in are comfortable and they're friendly, and like you can go in and like yeah, I'm gonna have a beer or two, but I'm not drinking. Um, like I'm here to like socialize and like play games and have a good time, and I can make that connection with somebody and like know that I've got at least one thing in common because we want to play games. Yeah, and like we figure out what type of games we want to play, like whatever, like. That piece is such a big thing that it gives you some sort of medium that you can sit around a table and like there's a reason why like people sitting around a table and eating, people sitting around a table and drinking, people sitting around a table and talking, people sitting around fire. Like that's really where like pretty much all of human culture has come from. Well, I think Um, everybody needs that, 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 uh, that interaction, that, that just time spent i don't know like there's just a desire there that we're not all getting and and that's why board games so good because it could be an activity that we all like and kind of keep can keep the like awkwardness out even like meeting something new it's like even if the conversation stalls you you have your activity you can talk about yeah you're you're still playing the game and you could be like oh i'm doing this thing now and now we could talk about that and then oh that sparks a conversation again or if there's a lull you don't have to feel like it's an awkward lull because you're still playing a game. But if um, you're sitting at a table, you're kind of like, hey, you know, like small mm, talk and stuff. It's not, it doesn't have to be so awkward. For sure. Yeah. No, I, I think that's why I, I think I definitely think that's uh, I don't I, I can't think of really anything else that like with the entertainment medium that's out there that kind of fulfills all those all those uh, parts or those aspects. Uh, so anyway, yeah, that, that I definitely think that's something that uh, you're you're capitalizing on, and and you're in the right spot at the right time because uh-huh. definitely nothing in Des Moines like it, and uh, it'd be great to, to have more of a brick and mortar place here, but uh, we'll not to give there. you any pressure. We'll be there. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, plugs. How, how do people find the Dell Hand? Like your website, uh, stuff like that. For sure. Okay. So um, uh, the biggest ways to keep track of us, um, social media, Facebook. Uh, Instagram, the Delt Hand. Uh, the website is thedelthand.com. Uh, we do a weekly email. Uh, my preference, if, if you want to go by what I want, is email uh, because 
I can guarantee you'll get all the information. Um, I don't have to worry about some some algorithm I don't have control over. On uh, Facebook, popping yep. up on your feed or not. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, so the email is going to have uh, uh, everything you'd see across our social media channels, um, plus a little bit more. There's a uh, there's a secret in every email. Um, I don't think I'm signed up for it, actually, now I think about it. Oh. I, I mean, I subscribe to I all mean, your social media. I, I, you, I believe you might be one of our top fans on Facebook right now. No, so. I just got the top fan badge <laughs> yeah. the other day. I was yep. super excited uh, about I, it. I, it. It just unlocked for me, so I'm very excited. I almost wanted uh, to post something to say, hey, top <laughs> fan suckers. Or yes. Um, so, uh, for sure. So, like... Um, uh, our Instagram is good, um, uh, Facebook and Instagram, but really the emails where we're, we're going, uh, and that's going to be a weekly thing. And there's going to be some uh, some fun stuff on there. We're trying to do a little bit more interactive bits uh, in terms of uh, asking some questions and sharing some of our favorites and things like that. Um, uh, we uh, are recurring locations. Um, Monday uh, Mondays are going to be at Papa Kino's in the Drake neighborhood. Um, Wednesdays at Uptown Garage. Uh, Thursdays, uh, starting uh, the last uh, last Thursday of January, uh, we're going to be at Truman's Pizza, uh, which is uh, East Village uh, on MLK. Um, that's going to be. We're still working on the exact naming, but it's going to probably be like the Delt Hand after dark. Uh, oh. So a little. Uh, a little edgier, not doing the kids' games, uh, at least initially, is kind of our thought. So a little okay. bit, uh, a little bit more, a little less worried about the family-friendly por- portion. Okay. Um, uh, and Sundays we're going to be bouncing around tap rooms and, and restaurants and coffee shops. And yeah. there's some super exciting things coming down the road. Uh, and really, the the email uh, is going to be the best way to make sure we get all of that. Um, and then the the last big thing that we're going to be adding in. Um, so with our uh, Wednesdays at Uptown Garage, we're going to start doing monthly tournaments uh, yeah, for the folks who are looking that. for a little bit more competition. So uh, our first one was Carcassonne. Uh, we're doing a Splendor tournament the uh, last Wednesday of this month. Um, uh, all free to play. Um, it's a chance to get in. Um, we're going to be doing some uh, some prizes, some gift cards, some some merch. Uh, we're also going to be doing the uh, expansion for Splendor. Um, so uh, some ways to kind of change up that uh, that kind of classic uh, game, but a chance to kind of get in and, and make that happen. Nice. Well, I just signed up on the email, by the way. Perfect. Uh, no, but Splendor is a great game. Uh, that'll be fun. Yeah. That's that's a tough game. That could be a pretty competitive game. There's a lot of different strategies on that. And uh, no, that'll be fun. That'll be really cool to see. Uh, I just wish my schedule worked out a little better to be able to participate <laughs> in that. Uh, not, not that I'm a competitive person whatsoever, but uh, no, uh, no, that, no, that's exciting. That's a lot of fun. And, uh, and Hey, it's January. What else are you going to be doing? Exactly. Right? Shoveling snow, I guess. Yeah, tomorrow. man. <laughs> <laughs> I just got a snowblower. So, Hey, that was my love. That'll be my love. This oh, week. that's, that's a good love. Yeah. Uh, finally, finally splurged on one after all those years of shoveling, all those years of shoveling. Now that we have a three car garage, I know it doesn't seem like a lot cause it's like a shorter drive. Cause we used to have a really long, like narrow single and like, okay, that's not, I'm like, oh, but this is way shorter. It's gonna be a problem. I'm uh, not on a corner so anymore. Much. It's so much worse because, like, when you're in the middle, you're like, you Work. can't throw it to the side. <laughs> so you're like double shoveling. By the time you get to the side, it's like higher. Anyway, gotta love Iowa. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. It'd be nice to live somewhere warmer. Anyway, um, uh, anyway. So cool. Well, thank you very much. Really, really appreciate you being on the show. It's For been sure. a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully, if everybody else has enjoyed it, again, uh, oh, feedback is always welcome. If you have any questions, we can read on the air. Uh, if there's uh, feedback for us, uh, feel free to hit us up on our email. That's gamesweplaypod at gmail.com. Always check out our Instagram or Facebook and our Twitter. Maybe not Twitter. I don't really do anything with there, but it's there if you want. I mean, whatever. Um, uh, 
you know my feelings on Twitter, but uh, definitely check us out on Instagram uh, and Facebook. There's a lot uh, happening. We're always play- posting these games and pictures of it. And I think the tentative schedule right now is next week. Uh, we're going to be playing Imperial Settlers and reviewing that. Ooh. I gave a little spoiler that I, I maybe wasn't as um, warm on that game, but we'll see. maybe I'll play it a couple more times here this this week leading up to it and see how that goes out. So uh, that's uh, that's that to look forward to. So we appreciate you listening, and next week will be episode 38. But until next time, from the games we play, I am Brian. I'm Joe. And keep on gaming. Join the conversation and feel free to give us your feedback. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at GamesWePlayPod and at GamesWePlayPod at gmail.com.